That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, well, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? <laughs> Fake thug, no love, you get the slug CB4 gusto, your luck low I didn't know till I was drunk though You freak niggas played out, get fucked and ate out Prostitute turned bitch, I got the gauge out 96 ways I made out Montana way, the good F-E-L-L-A Verbal AK spray, dip detaching Jump out the range, empty out the ashtray A glass of Zay, making mad casters Clay, red dot plots, murder schemes 32 shotguns, regulate with my thun 17 rocks, gleam for one ring You let me let y'all niggas know one thing one life, one love, so there can only be one king. The highlights of living, Vegas style, roll dice and linen, and terror spinning on millenniums. 20 G bets, I'm winning them, threats, I'm sending them. Legs with TV sets, the minimum. Ill sex, adrenaline, party with villains. A case of demisec, they chase the henny, wet any click. With the semi-tech, who want it? Diamonds, I flaunt it. Chicken heads, flock, I lace them. Fried royal with basil, taste them. Crack your legs, way out of formation. It's horizontal how I have them. Fucking me in the Benz wagon. Can it be vanity from last dragon? Grab your gun, it's on though. Shit is grimy. Real niggas fucking broad daylight. With the broke Mac, it won't spray right. Don't give a fuck what they hit. As long as the drama's lit. Yo, overnight thugs bug, cause they ain't promise shit. Hungry ass hooligans, stay on that piranha shit. know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember at all. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. And this... Yo! It's the Black Guy with Tips Podcast with your host Rod and... Karen. And we're back for another episode, and this time, we're coming back in 3D. 3D, y'all. Right, I'm joking about the 3D, but, you know, <laughs> But, um, anyway, guys, um, just wanted to say this is the unofficial podcast of Bullet Ball. Yes. And, I, you know, maybe we should start starting the podcast, like, like for real with a rap song like maybe I should do some ad-libs cause you know how rappers always try to tell you everything that's going on when they start a rap verse uh-huh. like it's always like uh, yo uh mic check uh yeah. I'm in the booth turn, turn my head up. I can't hear you make it in the right ear turn my uh. headphones on mm. make it look dark in here too bright even that Drake lyric that I was doing earlier uh, it, it sounded like he was just looking around the studio like I know way too many people in here right now. Like, who the fuck is y'all? The whole eight of y'all looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember y'all being here last year. It's like he's just giving you a rundown. Like, maybe we should start the podcast like that. Like, I got my Malibu and orange juice. Uh, with some ice in it. Yeah. Uh, and we rocking it hard. Uh, Blue Snowball Mike, turn my volume up. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> I know Stop rapping out In real life stuff And don't forget The official weapon Of the Black Out Test Podcast Is The Taser Yeah Brought to you by High bolts in your ass Bitch Yes We don't oh, mind Putting 44,000 40, 40, volts Up in you And June is Sundress month Yes it is And last night We went out to The Flying Biscuit Yes we did Y'all if you ever Come to Charlotte You got to try The Flying Biscuit Yeah and we had A nice uh, waiter That reminded me Of Michael Jackson Yes he bit. did His hair looked Just like Michael Jackson's Yeah uh, Actually his hair Looked kind of like Sam Jackson And uh <laughs> it did. And Unbreakable <laughs> It did <laughs> like he brushed his hair with a brick <laughs> and came in to work. Yeah, but anyway, um, so June is sundress month, and um, you know, let's go ahead and uh, get into some podcasting. Oh, one more thing, Charles Oakley listened to our podcast last week. That's right, baby. So he, after he let me live, which I am eternally grateful for. Yes, I am too. Um, he actually like listened. He listened to our podcast and he tweeted it out like, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. It's funny. Stay up. Cool. So I feel safe now. I feel like I can sleep at night. I feel like, you know, I don't have to have one eye open all the time. I'm glad. And then uh, later on, he ended up getting um, accosted by the security. At, in Vegas, like wow. he went, yeah, like uh, he went to a um, a club. I think the name of the club was like Avia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got into an altercation, and people were like, "Hey, Rodimus Prime, you know, on Twitter, tweeting me and tweeting him, and saying like, hey, you got." What did you have something to do with this? Hell no. Yeah, the answer is no. And no thank you for tweeting me, motherfucker. That's not funny. No, that's not at all. Uh, it was Club Aria. It's a Vegas resort. Uh Charles Oakley, arguably the most terrifying man on the planet, even though it appears from his social media action re- interactions on Twitter and Facebook, that he's probably a pretty nice fella. From his days beating up people on the court with the Bulls and the Knicks to his current gig of keeping sorority girls, groupies, and gawkers away from Michael Jordan, it's abundantly clear that he is not to be trifled with. However, based on the twit pic you see right to the right, and it's a picture of him laying in a hospital bed with a neck brace on, wow. talking, talking on his cell phone. Um, and uh, it's a bun. Uh, let's see. It sure looks like somebody managed to take Oakley down to Chinatown. Uh, that's that must be a white phrase. I never heard. Take somebody down to Chinatown. Neither. The first obvious question is who's tough enough to do that? The answer appears to be security at Aria, a nightclub in Vegas. We've reached out to them for comment, but haven't heard back. Of course not. Now Oakley has already mentioned on Twitter that his purple cast isn't that color because he che- he's cheering for the Lakers. Perhaps an acknowledgement that he got roughed up. So they, get, they put him in a cast. Wow. Um, but the how and why remains a question. Unwritten Vegas rules be damned. We better find out exactly what happened. Shit. You better not. Yeah. Hey, you I- put your name on this article? Are you fucking crazy, Arash Markazi? Yeah. I'm I'm not that concerned. And on top of that, it was I can promise you, security was more than one man. Yeah, of course it was. And no, I would not ask Charles Oakley anything about this. No, unless he willingly tells. If you're on Twitter, stop linking me up, my name to Charles Oakley's name and asking about this shit. Because I don't even want him to get his uh, 
taken on and act like Liam Nielsen tracking down all these people and I don't want to be on the list. No, and we've never, neither one of us have ever been to Vegas, ever. Yeah, and those people are probably dead. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be on that list. So Say that again. no, thank you, motherfuckers. Uh, but thank you, Charles Ugly, for listening to our podcast because you know it's an honor to have somebody as great as, as Charles Oakley listening to our podcast. That's awesome. Don't know if he's gonna keep listening, but just listening to that one is is, is enough just, for me. Yeah, it's my brush with fame. Um, all right, so um. You brought up the other day that there's still some companies that use Billy Mays uh-huh. for advertising, for yeah. infomercials. Yes. And um, That man been dead for for over a year or two now, ain't he? I don't know how long he's been dead. It's I know he's been, been dead for a while, right? Mm-hmm. My question there is, who the fuck is cashing his checks? His family members, I, and it's sad though because I think it's like OxyClean or something they still doing it for. And obviously, the people that were they had doing it wasn't moving the products, but I guess you bring a man back from the dead. He like Tupac and keep going and going and making you money. So I thought my man Vince from Sham Wow was gonna be uh, taking that market over, but it looks like no. It looks I like my man. So. They're going to use Billy Mays from the dead to keep promoting the, the same products. It's kind of sad. And it's kind of messed me up because I was like, hey, he still... No, he dead. I don't, why am I still seeing the commercial that looked like it happened last week? I'm confused. Yeah, but it makes you wonder, like, who's getting this check? Is it his wife? Is it his kids? You know, like, who gets paid when they show a Billy Mays commercial these days? Or is it like Tupac where there's a bunch of lawsuits and shit like that? It might be. You got to figure there's a ton of money as much as infomercials come on. Yes, sir. So, anyway. Um, I was at the gym and somebody told me that they lost their basketball. Uh-huh. And they came all up on my basketball and they were looking at it all hard. Like, hey, man. you got. And I had already wrote my name on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it made, it made me think. Like, when people lose their basketball at the gym, you automatically become like a CSI. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at sweats. Yeah, you like you you can get the DNA off a of basketball after it's stolen. Like you look at that ball so hard, it's like, does that have the same ridges as mine? You know, is like there was a mark on my ball that was over here. Does your ball have that mark? And you start looking at people and like you're giving them a lie detector test. Like, yeah, did his eyes move up and to the left or up and to the right? Because people will bounce with your basketball. Yeah, and the thing is, like you, after that, every ball and every person is a suspect. And that, and they should be. <laughs> That's you know, right. Somebody walks in the gym, you look at that basketball. You don't even be looking. It's like a woman with her titties out, and you can't look <laughs> her in the face because you're looking at her titties. That's how it is when you lose your basketball. Somebody walks up with a basketball, you look, you stare at that basketball first. Like, is that my ball? Oh. And uh, I mean, I haven't lost my ball, but it did make me think about how you know this person was examining my basketball, like I stole the shit from him. You know, <laughs> and, uh, I could, did, he, but, did he had his shades on, like CSL Miami? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, apparently, you're gonna ball until you fall. Wow! I won't be fooled again. Won't be fooled again. But, uh, nah, he was very, uh, inquisitive, and I had to remind myself not to say anything, because it was kind of like, hey, man, I understand. I've been there before. Yes. So, but, um, it's just funny, man, because you can write anything on your basketball, but people still steal it, you know? You can put your social security number on that, somebody (laughs) will steal it and try to write through that shit. It's it's just funny. (laughs) 
it's just funny that people are, are like that, you yes, know? Yes, it is. Um, but uh, speaking of uh, stealing, mm -hmm. I decided that it's okay to be racist. Okay. If you use positive stereotypes. Okay. So, um, my man Nathan Bacon on Twitter and um, on, actually he's Nathan Bacon on Facebook too. He's always tweeting about positive stereotypes and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And it, it made me say, why don't we take it to the next level? Why not make it okay to be racist as long as you're positive about it? So, like, for example, if I'm like, a woman cut me off in traffic today and I knew she couldn't drive. And you say, well, how how you how you know she couldn't drive? Yeah, how did you know she couldn't drive? Cause she was really good at math. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> is is that the same as uh, because of your attitude and you went to school? I'm a hundred percent black, but people say I act like a white girl. Does that the same stereotype? Or no? no, cause that's kind of a negative. I mean, that's 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 not no. That's kind of disrespecting you. To say, like, I'm saying use a positive stereotype. Like, okay. if, um, like, okay, like, say you walking down the street and you see two African-American gentlemen in hoodies okay, walking towards you, right? Okay. And you start clutching your purse and then you cross the street to the other side of the street, That's right? That's right. Okay. Well, you're telling that story later. What you say is, well, I saw two men that probably had big penises walking, walking towards me. And you know, but I cross I ran the street. Away. That's right. <laughs> you know, and that's not as racist. No, I mean, it don't not. sound as racist. It's, it, that, that was too much penis for me. I, you know. It's still racist, but it don't sound racist. You know, and that's like, true. They were probably really good athletes too, but you know, you still did so. Like I didn't get this guy a job today because he was a really good athlete, and then that lets you know, like, oh, okay, he was black. Oh, See what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Or like if um, you know, if, if you're like in the middle of South Carolina, somebody has a Dixie flag up or something, and you know not to eat there because they only cater to people that have uh, good credit scores. Oh, See what I'm saying? No. What you're really saying is white people. Okay. So I mean, it's not right to be racist, but if you're gonna be racist, why not put a positive spin on it? So that you don't seem as bad of a person. Okay. So that's my thought for you know that's one of my thoughts that I had. Hey, let's use positive stereotypes to be racist. You know, instead of instead of you know instead of us sitting around talking bad about each other and always talking about the negative things, you just say, I moved out of my neighborhood because there were too many people that were able to run sub five second forties in my neighborhood. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like black folks. Right. I, I caught them. That way you don't have to use the N word or anything like that. So anyway. Oh, okay. I'm in the radar. Yeah. So that's how that should be the new racism. Um so I guess everybody wants to hear the podcast because of this and I guess I'll get into it now. Or should I? You think I should get into it now? Or should I say save the Drake stuff for later? Save it for later. Okay. All right. Let's do some. Let's do some other stuff. All right. Um, I saw a commercial this week that was also messed up and kind of racist. Okay. It was um, two people that um, probably have. Um, it was two people. That, you know, one of them probably had a huge penis. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And the other one was probably a freak in bed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, 
And they were doing a Twix commercial. Okay. See what I said there? See, that way you, you know they black, but I don't have to say, you know, I don't have to say they black. <laughs> anyway, um, those two black people is a black couple in a commercial. And the uh, guy is, you know, sitting at a table with his girl. And the girl says something like, uh, hey, uh, what's this phone number in your, um, in your text? What's this text that says from, uh, it was a name that could be a guy or a girl, like Ryan. It was like, it's, it's from Ryan that says, I need you right now. Okay. And then the guy, like, please, picks up a Twix, shoves it in his mouth, and he's chewing it for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's stalling for time, and it says, like, the commercial freezes, like, need a second? You know what I'm saying? Buy the Twix or something like that. And then, um, so he starts, uh, he, he, he looks at her, he's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, Ryan's my boss, or something like that. And okay. You know, he's, it's, it's a guy, he's just calling from work, or something like that. But I was like, what is this commercial really promoting? Because, like, are you saying you can cheat on your wife or your girlfriend, but as long as you have a Twix, you can get away with it? Like, I don't understand that commercial. Yeah, she, she should ask to... Is her hair? He should have asked. No, I'm sorry. He should have asked her. Mm-hmm. No, she should have asked him because okay. ain't, ain't, ain't he the one that got? Yeah, he's the one that had the text from Ryan. Okay, she should have asked him. Was her hair straight or was her hair kinky? So you try to say that she should have known if it was a black or a white woman? I'm asking, like, like she should ask him. Well, I, I mean, what does that matter if he's cheating? If he's cheating either way, I mean, she should be mad that he's cheating. But the bigger question is, why did the people at Twix think that it was cool to say, this is how you can get away with cheating? You know what I'm saying? Probably because it was a bunch of drunk CEOs sitting around, pouring some beer, and telling them, man... I had my girl do this to me. Somebody said, hey, we can do a drink commercial. And everybody was high. And it was like, yeah, let's do it. Because other than that, that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Me either. I don't get it. It's not like, it's kind of weird that they sat around. like that They sat around and thought of that. Yeah, they're advertising department. Because they have other, I've seen funny ones where they had like this woman coming to a, uh, into the living room. And she had some tight jeans. And they were probably a little too tight for her. And she was like, are these pants too tight? And the, and the husband shoved the twist into his mouth and started thinking. And he's just like, uh, he, he doesn't tell her the, the truth. He just, or if he does, you can't tell it out because he's like mumbling. Because he has the twist in his mouth. He's just like. And then she's like, oh, thank you, baby. You're the best. And like kicked him, kissed him on the cheek and walked out. So like that commercial, I understand. Yes. This commercial is literally like, this motherfucker is a cheater. He needs a second to think of a lie. Here you go. Yeah. You know, it's like, because you wouldn't need a second to think of the truth. No, nah, she must try to stab his eye with that Twix. Yeah. So, it was, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, so that was a weird commercial. I just saw that and I was like, what are you selling me? Um, but I guess Twix is the so, new... Uh, uh, Twix is the new uh, cheat mark? Yeah, it's mm. the cheater food. So, um, And if you got two women, that's why they give you two bars. Because you can lie to your mistress with one. And lie to your woman with the other. Oh, you don't want to see it all then, do you? Yeah, so. They, they give you two. Two for your eyes, either two for your balls. Whichever one they decide to stab. <laughs> <laughs> Those commercials do have a lot of black women in them. And yeah, and, and uh, they say black women can be angry. Yes, and violent. So, um, I, I put out on Facebook, Twitter, and um, 
yeah, Facebook and Twitter for people to email us about the show uh, if they have questions or comments that they would like us to address. And um, one of them came from my boy Ryan um, Sedgwick on, mm-hmm. on Facebook, and he says he wants to know how about the relief drilling that's being set up for the mega oil fuck up of 2010 won't be done until August, maybe. And I guess he wants us to comment on that. Um, dude, I don't know, man. I, I'm not really a green person, but I recognize that this is fucked up, you know. And I don't know what to tell you. It's like it seems like a risk that we're gonna have to deal with, as long as our economy and our uh, transportation is based on oil. That's right. Um, so unfortunately, this is one of the risks we take, and. Until we come up with some better shit, this is what's going to happen. It's sad, but it's true. And then not only better stuff, we got to come out with good alternatives that are a reasonable price. Because everybody comes with like this corn and all this other, you know, magnificent stuff. But A, you can't mass produce it. And B, it's expensive, so you're not going to get people to buy it. And then when you come out with these cars, these cars are like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 more expensive than a regular car. Most Americans are not going to spend this money. They, they try to phrase where, hey, you spend more now to save later. Americans don't give a damn about that. Sorry, we don't process it like that. And we ain't saving now. It's probably because we ain't saving. Yeah, we're definitely a give me now culture. Like, we yes. don't we don't have this culture of like, alright, you're right, maybe we should wait and they'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. No. We're, we're just like most Americans. We live check to check and the the oil crisis is one of the major signs of us living check to check. I mean, most of this economical, uh, most of the economical problems we have right now are because of our refusal to to understand the long term ramifications of our choices. We would rather have the tax cuts now That's right. than the surplus later. That's how we yeah. work. You know, we would rather look at what we're spending money on. And say, well, we're just spending too much money. Then to actually sit down and say, well, what are we going to cut? Yeah, what are we going to get rid of? And I think for a lot of people living in their own personal budgets, people have become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And we've become accustomed to oil. Yeah, and I mean, the second that you come to somebody and say, look, we're cutting your social security. I am looking for protests like hell. You have and, all kinds of old people in your front yard. Yeah, and the way our system works is those people vote too. And they so, vote in mass numbers. Yeah, you don't have to have a certain amount of money to vote. So it's like anything you do to piss people off enough to go to the poll is kind of scary. You know, yeah. so that's why politicians aren't going to try to come out and be against oil. They're not going to come out and be against drilling. Uh, like they'll do it in the in the uh, short term because it's the popular political position to hold right now. But not in the long but in the long term, no, they they're gonna completely back off of this. They're not gonna change too much. They're not gonna try to run off these companies because nope. the big secret or not secret, but the big you know elephant in the room, we need this shit. Yeah, and on top of that, they make people money, and I promise you, BP is paying a lot of politicians, so you never have to worry about these people, you know, making all these laws and, and start restricting. They say they are, but it's probably going to take years for a lot of that stuff to pass. Yeah. Even, um, even if it do pass. So then we had another person write in, and it's another Ryan, but this is Ryan Jones. Okay. Ryan Jones. Who? Ryan Jones. Ryan Jones. Back then, hoes didn't know me. But, um, Glenn Beck and his inappropriate comments. I would really like to know what you and Karen think. Love the show. Keep it up. 
Um, first of all, thank you for listening, both of you guys. Yes. And um, you know, you know that guy listens because he named you, and I didn't say anything about you on this message. It was just like, hey, let us know about the show and what you want us to talk about. Oh, thank so you. So that's the person that listens. Thank yes. you, Ryan. Um, as far as Glenn Beck, man, fuck Glenn Beck. I really like. I don't. What's so crazy is I looked up when he wrote this and I was like, okay, I wonder what Glenn Beck said. Mm-hmm. Glenn Beck is so fucking crazy. I don't know what comments you're talking about. He says crazy shit every day. Yes, he does. Like, I can't fuck with Glenn Beck on any level. And it's one of those litmus tests that I have in life where if a person starts quoting Glenn Beck or talking about how they watch this show or that show and listen to his radio show, I use that as a as a uh, as a litmus test to be able to say, okay, I can't fucking talk to you. You say that again. You're not a human being. You're an automaton. I'm sorry. No one listens to a cult leader like Glenn Beck and then spouts that shit as real the facts truth. and the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even the clips I've seen of him aren't far enough out of context enough for me to say, oh, well, they just took him out of... No. Mm-mm. At some point, you're just like, oh, you're a crazy ass. Yep, and yeah. and on top of that, all he is is a TV version of Ruff, a Rush Limbaugh, and yeah. no, Limbaugh, Limbaugh. I'm sorry, Rush Limbaugh. And a lot of people won't aren't willing to admit that, but a lot of times these people, when they talk, they target a they talk at a certain demographic. And unless you sit around and watch, any on Fox is a Fox News. Yeah, if he's crazy white and uh, white and right wing, he's definitely on Fox. Yeah, a lot of people it's they the watch the show channel back to back to back to back, and all of them are feeding you the same information. After a while, I'm like this man. Expand your mind and go find out crap for yourself, and don't take these folks' opinion for fact. Yeah, I just don't fuck with any, and I mean this goes for a lot of the left wing people too. I don't fuck with any any of these people. Like it's I, extreme even Overman and Maddow. I mean, I know that that's a lot of people's like favorite personalities. Just because you go the other way and you go hard, you know, at the other people, I, it's not enough for me. I'm not gonna. I don't pledge allegiance to any of these motherfuckers. They just. I like news and I like people that are funny and you know I like informed, investigated opinions. I'm not into this like. 24-hour news cycle where people just go ahead and have these very emotional backlashes to current events. It's, I mean, it's good TV, but it's bad for your brain. It's yes, bad. It it's just bad for life. I, you'll walk around all day feeling frustrated. I had a friend that lost his job, and he started li- listening to talk radio, which is very conservative. And we sat down and had a conversation. About the end of the conversation, it was just like, he almost felt embarrassed to repeat the shit that they were saying because it's like, this is what people who don't know anyone who doesn't think like them, right. anyone who doesn't live like them, go to the same church as them, like these are the, those people given a form to voice their opinion. That's right. And it's like when you get around other people and you start talking about that shit, a lot of times you will feel like, what? What am I saying? You know, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. Anyway. <laughs> Franklin wrote the show, and if y'all y'all What's heard that, Franklin. Yeah, y'all heard me talk about Franklin. I, I, I like Franklin in person. I can't stand his ass on email. We, we have this email. We have this email link group or whatever of all my friends. We uh, email out every day and we just talk about random shit. It's not really important. It's just a time wasting thing, but it does keep us close and we make jokes and things like that, right? Well, Franklin's on that list, but he's the person that 
like I've said on my white friend review, he, he, he confuses knowledge with being smart. Okay. So, like, if you say something like, um, Glenn Beck is an asshole, um, he'll go Google, he'll go straight to Google and search for something contrary to your opinion, copy it, paste it into an email, and then present it like, I'm, I'm being smart because I found this and I'm using this against you. And then he'll say, like, oh, I agree about this or something. And so I started ignoring him, like, for about a month, a month ago. Okay. And my life has been even better ever since, you know? <laughs> when I, whenever I read that shit, I, I, that's when I started using the disagree response that we talked about on a couple podcasts ago. Yes. And it makes my life easier because he'll, you know, I'll say something like, you know, LeBron um, just isn't clutch enough to me, and he doesn't have the will to um, dominate the game, right? I'll say something like that. Okay. And then he'll respond back with some Googled response he got somewhere that says, like, LeBron is clutch, and this is why. And then I'll just reply back, disagree. And then I ignore whatever else he has to say. And uh-huh. so, that you know, I want to put all this in context because I'm about to read this email, you know? Okay. Franklin, yo, I know you are ignoring me right now, but I think you could have a hilarious think piece blog or mention in the podcast about the new Karate Kid, if you haven't already. I saw it, but have no avenue to state my opinion, but also would ironically love to hear yours. White movies made with new black characters. Someone, can't recall who... Has already spoken briefly on this, but I think you would have a unique and provocative opinion on it. Also, contra- contrary as you may think, I hype your podcast, and many of my friends listen now, especially while they work out. I know what I know what gives. I guess it's just the right length, or at least that's what they say. I can tell you my opinion, but that would defeat the purpose. See you Thursday. First of all, opinions are welcome here because I yes, love I love opinions. But I don't think Franklin really has many opinions. I think he just Googles opinions <laughs> and he agrees with them. But um, <laughs> Google is the best thing ever invented. Yeah. So um, it, so basically, he's saying like, okay, they did the Karate Kid movie. Okay. With Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's son, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have basically a black mother moves to China or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically doing kind of the same plot as the very first Karate Kid. Yes. Um, what I would say is it's amazing to me that the first Karate Kid didn't have a black main character. You think about that story, single mom moves with her son across country. And that was before his time because back then you didn't hear about single moms too much. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, this guy takes him in as a father figure and teaches him karate. I was like, you know, this this could be a black story already. But, um, I, I guess... I don't mind it, you know. Um, I think it's a little too far with the the guy. Um, I think his name's Damian Walker, the guy from um, Community, mm-hmm. the black guy Troy. Mm-hmm. They're talking about using him to do Spider Man, the new relaunch Spider Man uh, start over of the franchise, and they will have a black Spider Man. Now, see, I think that's too far. Yeah, and I don't mind it. Peter Parker, but he's gonna change the name. It's gonna be Tyrone Parker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I was Peter Parker don't fit most black men. I was listening to the uh, Atypical Sports podcast with Rob and Key, uh-huh. and they were like, uh, they should change his name to Peanut Parker. 
<laughs> Peanut and jelly parka. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I just think that it's kind of ridiculous uh, for Spider-Man to have a black, you know, like something with that type of history. But to just say, you know, let's do a movie that could be about any race. Let's just redo it. I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, and, and the thing about you talking about the Spider-Man thing, he wouldn't have that suit 15 minutes, man. Somebody been upon that in no time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like, I, I just think that they would have, uh, I, like, though I don't trust Hollywood, and I think they would throw no. a lot of like negative stereotypes yeah. and not funny um, things into it. Like, I, I always said that Spider-Man Three was about Peter Parker becoming a black man when he put on the black suit. Because, you know, they show him being disrespectful to his girlfriend. Yeah. Slap, slapping Mary Jane. He's walking down the street. He's dancing everywhere. Yeah, I like that. He was eating them cookies from that girl. He yeah, wasn't taking what, care. what? Yeah, wasn't taking care of his health no more. And he was singing. And uh, he started playing, like, a piano and all this shit. Like, he was just ridiculous. And I was like, this is racist. Like, every time he puts on the black suit, he turns into a black man. This is racist. But, uh... Uh, you think they would have a white suit and then if they would, since they do the reverse suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, black Spider-Man, white suit. And the white suit make them do a bunch of good shit. Like, hey, now I'm approved for this home loan. <laughs> now you know? I'm walk the little old lady across the street. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start eating salads. Anyway, um, my man Jay Fool wrote us again. He wrote last week. Um, he was the one that had the uh, blog post about Arizona. Cool. All right. And he writes, so Duke won the lacrosse championship on Memorial Day. And as a Duke alum, I was, oh, Duke alum? What the fuck? Nah. No, he didn't go. We don't want no Duke people writing this show, brother. This is a Tar Heels podcast. (laughs) Nah, I'm just joking. Um, As a Duke alum, I was pretty happy. I'm not a big lacrosse fan, but I worked in the athletics department, so I often caught a few games while I was shirking my job. So on Twitter, all the Duke people I follow were naturally happy and proud of the team. But then the haters came out. Don't they always? I know. Other Duke students started trying to call out bandwagon fans. To me, it's the most ridiculous shit ever. How can you be a bandwagon fan for your own school? We all pay tuition. We don't need an excuse to cheer for our school, no matter what the sport. I could understand if you were rooting for UNC, and now that Duke won the ship, you're trying to root for them. But come on, you can't be a bandwagon fan for your home team. Sure, you could be a Fairweather fan, but that ain't the same as being a bandwagon fan in my book. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, like it's, it's like if I'm a Panthers fan, which I'm not, but if I'm a I Panthers am. fan... And the Panthers um, win the Super Bowl, and then I start wearing Panther, Panther shit everywhere. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I like the Panthers anyway. I wasn't yeah. as hardcore into it no. until they started winning. Yeah. And that's fine. There's degrees of fanhood, you know? Yes. And when you're a real fan like me, you wear your Panther stuff regardless of how bad the season goes. Yeah. Bandwagon fan to me is a guy that waits till somebody's winning, waits till a team is doing well. And then they start riding for that team regardless of affiliation. Okay. So it's like I'm a Panthers fan, but the Eagles have a good season. Now I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, no. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm a Panthers fan. I mean, I cheer for the Eagles, but when the Eagles playing the Panthers, I'm cheering for the Panthers. What's silly to me is that, like, even amongst these Duke alumni, which is, like, you know, some of the smartest people in the world, um, here you have this weird-ass nonsensical debate about fanhood. 
and who is and isn't a fan. And wow. it's like, hey, man, this isn't that big a deal. We're all no. going to die one day anyway. Chill out. Like, this shit <laughs> is not, not that important. Yeah. This is what moves your needle is saying who can and cannot cheer for your fucking lacrosse team. Calm down. Yes. And most of y'all don't even know what the hell lacrosse is. Yeah. Be happy somebody's paying attention to this half of sport. You know what I'm saying? Nobody <laughs> nobody really cares about the sports in America outside the big three. So it's like. It's true. Let's, you know, relax, man. I have a friend, Devin, that likes soccer, right? Okay. And he starts going on and on about, you know, how he hates basketball and it sucks and the guys are all pussies and all this stuff. And I told him, look, man. You have a shitty sport that nobody likes to watch, right? And I don't mean shitty like I think it's shitty. I mean the perception around America yeah. is this now, is a bullshit other, sport. Other places in the world, it's the number one sport. But right. here, we don't care nothing about soccer. I'm like, how do you feel when people start dishing soccer and they don't even watch soccer? They don't even care about soccer. You don't like it, do you? So then, why would you do that to basketball? That's true. If anything, you should be trying to recruit me and get me to start liking your sport, but you turned me off because Say the first thing again. you did was disrespect the shit that I like. That's so, the same thing about the damn World Cup. I'm tired. I'm tired of ESPN showing these World Cup commercials. I don't give a damn about the World Cup. I will not watch any other World Cup. As much as people try to tweet me and tell me it's the best thing ever, no. It doesn't bother me one way or another because it's just not for me. Like, no, it's not. I don't, I don't even get mad at people's sports. I don't call that shit bullshit or it's blah, blah, blah. But if you look at your fans and you look at your support and you look at your money, the lacrosse is a half-ass sport. It ain't supporting your school. No, okay? it's not. So let's In calm fact, down. It's probably losing its money, honestly. Yeah, let's calm down and say, take a breath and say, thank you for watching this. You know? So anyway. I'm glad you showed up. And then the last thing he wrote was, and lastly, what kind of punk-ass fans, quote-unquote, hate on people from their own school? My theory is that the athlete groupies, these were chicks reputed to be hoes. <laughs> you got hoes? What? Anyway. I got hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Who went to the games just because trying to get chose or suck a few dicks want extra credit for having gone to those games. They want to feel like special fans. Hopefully they went to the after party and got skeeted on. Um, well, I, I learned a lot more about about the cross than I really wanted to. Yeah, and about they hoes. Yeah, I know they. I know they had strippers at parties, but I didn't know they went hard like that. Yeah, y'all be skeeting on the hoes at the after party for the cross. Wow. Yeah. Uh. All right. So here's an article. Porn actor saw enslaved dies in hillside fall. Wow. A porn actor suspected of killing a colleague died Saturday after falling some 40 feet on a rocky hillside after a standoff with police, officials said. I saw I saw this video, and it is creepy. It's him sitting on the edge of a cliff. He has a samurai sword in his hand, and he's sitting down on the ground, but he's kind of swinging at the like police as they try to like close in to, to save his life. Mm-hmm. So they can't get too close, you know, because he's swinging a sword. Yes. And he has some, like something tied to his ankle. I don't know what that is exactly. Like, I don't know where that line's going to. Like, I have no idea. But he, instead of letting him save him, he swings his sword and falls off the cliff to his death on purpose. You know, like he's trying to kill himself. Oh. And it was, you know, it was a standoff because he was threatening his own life. Like, he didn't have any hostages. Okay. It was a standoff with police because he was just like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm yeah, going to kill myself. Me. Um, a less than lethal munition was used against Stephen Clancy Hill before he fell, said police officer Bruce Borenheim, 
who had no other details about the weapon that was used, which was probably a taser. That's right. Um, video of the incident showed Hill moving to the edge of the outcrop, cropping from a seated position, and then letting himself drop as police closed in on him. Officers had spent part of Saturday afternoon trying to talk Hill down from the hillside as he clutched a sword. It was unknown whether the sword was the murder weapon in Tuesday's deadly attack at a DVD production center that also left two people injured. Hill, 34, fled to Chatsworth neighborhood hillside after leaving a house that was barricaded for most of the day. Damn, he was 34? Um, murder and attempted murder charges have been filed against Hill Friday after Eric Jover, who runs the Ultima DVD production house, offered a $2,000 reward on the company's website for information leading to his arrest. Hill attacked a colleague with a sword that was used as a film prop during a social gathering at Ultima Studio about a week after being told he was being fired and he would have to move out of the production facility where he had been living. So he was about to lose his house at home and his ability to fuck random women. So, that is a triple loss all, all the way around. No check, no no sex, and no place to live. Wow. I'm not saying I would have did it, but I, I understand. He then turned on two others who rushed to their co-worker's defense. One of those who attempted to help, Herbert Hen Wong, was killed in the attack. Wow. Man, I wonder if these people want their full names released. Because it's like I I do porn for a living. Can we kind of keep this down? I'm not that again. I might have a real job. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't need y'all motherfuckers putting it out there. I gotta go to church Sunday. Um, (laughs) Hill, whose professional name is Steve Driver, fled in an SUV with the murder weapon. Uh, Ultima is located in San Fernando Valley, known as the adult film industry as Porn Valley, for its large number of porn businesses. The small company produces niche films. Featuring fetishes and sexual domination of men. Uh, Hill was convicted of second degree assault and a handgun charge in March 1999 in Maryland, according to court records. So he's had problems before. Um, so, I, you know, I did a little research on him because I was like, I never heard of this dude. You know, I watch porn. But I guess uh, because it was such a neat niche uh, pornography, I just never came across it. Okay. But. Dude has a MySpace page. Wow. So I think he probably wanted to kill himself too because he was like, I'm the last nigga on MySpace, you know? Ha! <laughs> you shut off. Yeah, I'm lonely. I feel like Drake. I just want to off myself. Um, and then um, some people were like, why didn't police save him when I showed him the video on Twitter? He's got a fucking sword in his hand. Say that again. He, they're not going to allow him to chop to cut them in the process of saving him. Yeah, and it's like, that's only human. Like, I don't know anyone that's like, let me take this sword chop from a guy who just killed people with a sword to save his life. Who he just tasered, and they still had the ability to get away. Yeah, so, I mean, look, they used the taser, which is the official weapon of the Black Guy to his podcast. Yes, they might need to crank up the voltage. That's as much as you can do, okay? If the taser don't work. The gun wouldn't work. Fuck him, he's dead. Like, hey, ah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to come in, you know. And I looked at his MySpace page, and it looks like the same as every other nigga's MySpace page, because it's got like his top friends are like eighty white women uh, that's sure half naked. Yes, it is. So you know, I, I, that's one thing about MySpace, man. You can tell a lot about people because they were straight up on some, uh, you know, yeah, I cooking do, up. And I don't do MySpace no more, but all my friends are fully clothed. Yeah, but then like every once in a while I have a friend that had like 
a picture of himself with no shirt on and shit because it was like a hyper sexed up Facebook where people were just trying to fuck all the time mm. and it was like kind of weird because you're like alright um, I know you my boy but I'm going to have to move you out my top 10 until you can get some a clothes shirt. on <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't got people no seeing girl. a greased up nigga staring at like, me. Uh, Rod, is there something we need to talk about? Do we need to have a sit down discussion with your wife? Yeah. Um. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> intervention, sex intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Does your wife know about this dude? Uh, Just slathered up. Yeah. Lick you up and down, sixty nine. I know. With no shirt on, greased up. No, looking like a over uh, stuffed uh, mayonnaise sandwich. What's going on here? <laughs> mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah, you know how mayonnaise sandwich you put too much mayo on it, it oozes out the side. Ugh, I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> uh, Arizona school asked artist to lighten face of Hispanic student on mur- on a mural. Well, well, well. Look who found a way into the podcast on another week. Oh, yeah. Can, why can't Arizona just chill for like a week on being racist? Wow. Take a week off, man. Enjoy the summer. Oh, and did you hear that the former mayor, Pat McCory, is talking about... Mayor of Charlotte. Yeah, the former mayor of Charlotte. I'm sorry, Pat McCoy is talking about uh, he want to push the same immigration law that they have. I looked at that radio and I want to, to turn turn it over on my car. Are you kidding me? Yeah, former mayor. Anyway, um, Arizona's image can use a facelift, but this might be taking it too far. Artists who painted a mural at an art elementary and Prescott depicting four students with the most prominent being a Hispanic boy uh, were asked to lighten the faces amid taunts and tensions. Uh, R.E. Wall, the artist who, paint, who heads the Prescott Downtown Mural Project, told a local newspaper, passerbys regularly shouted racially charged comments at the group while they were creating the mural at the Miller Valley Elementary School. This place ain't racist. Motherfuckers riding down the street, roll down the window just to be like, Speak! You know. Ha! You have delicious food! Um. Yes. You're desecrating our school. Get the nigger off the wall, get the spick off the wall, were common. So, come on, it's man. Spick a sl- I know it might sound stupid, y'all, but it's sp- spick a racial slur for Mexican? Yes. Okay. For Hispanic, you know, spick. Oh, okay. Um, Wall said the pressure stayed up con- cons- consistently, and we had too much of two months two months of cars shouting at us. Damn, was he the same folks going around in a circle every day? It's like every day on the way to work it's just like, oh yeah, it's about that time again. Let me turn out the radio. Nigger! Alright, anyway. You know? <laughs> they come up with their pitchforks. What's going on here? Yeah, you're on your Bluetooth. You're like, hold on, baby. Hold on one second. Hold on. Get that speak off the wall! Alright, All right, yeah, man. I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get them groceries on the way home. Um, You know, but, the, I mean, definitely it's just ridiculous that this would even have to happen. Um, the mural flap comes comes amid growing tensions over Arizona's strict new immigration law, which has drawn nationwide nationwide criticism and praise. The reigning of one city councilman seems to have revved up the controversy of the community. Art is in the eye of the beholder, but it looks like graffiti, uh, said Councilman Steve Blair. I'm not a racist individual, Blair said. Anytime you got to start to send us off like that, that. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, you might as well take the knot out of that. Um, but I will I will tell you, depicting a black guy in the middle of that mural based, amo- based 
upon who's president of the United States today. And based upon the history of this community, when I grew up, we had four black families who I've been very good friends with for years. Okay, let's go find those black families and ask them, because I think you're a motherfucking liar. Um, and if you can count, that's not good. Yeah, who I have been very good friends with for years. To depict the biggest picture on that building as a black person, I would have to ask the question, why? The black guy in the mirror is based on a student. So, yeah, it's kind of funny that, um, you know, that they would say that. And first of all, he's not black, he's Mexican, but it's based on a student of Mexican descent, as school officials said. According to the most recent consensus data, Prescott is more than 90% white, with 8.2% claiming Hispanic origin. Blacks, Asians, and Native Americans compose with less than 3% combined. I guess that's why they only got four. Yeah, the the focus doesn't need to be on what's different. The focus needs to be on the minority uh, all the time, he said. Um, well said his well, well said his artists began touching up the mural earlier this week they want us to lighten up the forehead and the cheeks of the boy in the center and make him look like he's coming into the light the school said told Wall that they want the children to appear, appear more radiant and happy they better than me I'd be like hell no I painted it and damn it I'm not painting no more get your ass up there and paint then uh, the principal Jeff Lang told the newspaper he asked the artist to remove some shadowing that made the faces darker than they are. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he added, most the negative comments over the mural have mostly ended. I think I only received one this past week. So, there you go. Arizona, the most racist state. Wow, in just, the country. Just killing South Carolina. What are you doing, South Carolina? I Get back know. in the game. I know. Y'all need to come on with them bad test scores. What's used wrong, to, South Carolina? Used to be somebody. Mississippi, y'all fell off too. What happened to Mississippi? Yeah, Burning? they did. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I I just thought that story was ridiculous, and I saw a couple people on uh, Facebook on Bamani Jones' status who posted this article. Um, they were on his status and they were going, "Well, three percent of the people in Arizona are black, and they support it, this immigration bill." Or, you know, there are black people in Arizona too, and they they think that nothing's wrong with this. Word, y'all went door to door and asked these black folks. Word, not just that, but niggas can be racist too. Yes, they can. Like I don't, I don't get this um, whole yeah. idea. Like it's like if a black man was in the KKK, would that make the KKK more acceptable to you? Hell no. You like, st- would you start being like, no, well, that, maybe the they message. have a point? You have to. People forget the message um, overrides the color of the skin. Yeah, like you can't be like, maybe they have a point because they black. It, it's kind of like Uncle no. Ruckus on. Um, the boondocks, yes. where like he's clearly racist. Yes, he is, and he's black. So yes. you know that that's what I that's what I see. Anyway, lesbians subjected to corrective rape in South Africa. Oh, lesbians living in South Africa are being subjected to corrective rape and severe violence by men trying to cure them of their sexual orientation. Human rights groups have said. A report by the International NGO Action Aid, backed by the South African Human Rights Commission, said the horrific crimes against lesbians were going unrecognized by the state and unpunished by the legal system. Wow! The report called for South Africa's criminal justice system to recognize the rapes as hate crimes in an attempt to force police to take action over the rising tide of violence. This is the same place as hosting the World Cup this summer. Wow, and I don't see nobody protesting that. Yeah, so I mean, and the other thing is like, you know, this this is why I love America. You know, because you don't, you wouldn't read this shit about us. You know what I'm saying? No, no offense to these other countries, but 
you know, sometimes we shit on America and we talk bad about like Arizona. But we got a lot of freedoms and rights that a lot of <laughs> other places in the world. And this, and I've talked to your mom about this. I know one thing. I'm glad I got a coochie in America because if you got it in other places in the world, you're in trouble because the penis rules and the coochie don't mean nothing to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just the way they come off, you know. Yeah. Like cover your face and cover your ankles. Yes. And rape is okay. Uh, the ferocity of the attack became clear in April last year when Udi Similan, I don't know if I pronounced that right, former star of South Africa's national female football squad, became one of the victims. Miss Similan, or Similan, how do you pronounce it? Or maybe even Similani. Um, and equal, equality rights campaigner and one of the first women to live openly as a lesbian was gang raped and brutally beaten before being stabbed 25 times in the face, chest, and legs. Damn! But scores more women have been deliberately targeted for rape, the Guardian reports. Every day I am told that they are going to kill me, they are going to rape me, and they are going to rape me until I become a girl, um, said Zaki Suelo from Sueto. Um, Sueto told the paper, When you are raped, you have a lot of evidence on your body. But when we try and report these crimes, nothing happens. And when you see the boys who raped you walking free on the street. Um, research shows 86% of black lesbians from the Western Cape live in fear of sexual assault. Triangle, a gay rights organization, and it deals and it said it deals with up to 10 new cases of corrective rape every week. What we're seeing here is a spike in the number of women coming to us having been raped who have been told throughout the attack that being a legend was to blame for what was happening to them. Uh, support groups claim an increasingly macho political environment led to inaction over the attacks. A statement released by South Africa's National Prosecuting Attorneys, Tur Authority said, While hate crimes, especially of a sexual nature, are rife, it is not something that the South African government has prioritized as a specific project. Damn. So yeah. basically you saying screw your women? No, that's what they're doing, they're screwing their women. Um wow. that happen to be lesbians. But um basically they're just saying we're not gonna um protect them, we're not gonna make any wow, so you don't effort to stop about this. the safety of your people. Yeah, and I mean it's just weird when you think about um the fact that the World Cup's being held there. And like and I said, I don't see nobody protesting that. Yeah. And um Speaking of uh, relationships, uh -huh. interracial marriage is at an all-time high, High study says. This is on CNN.com. The first time Priya Morel, who is Indian, brought her white boyfriend home on Thanksgiving 2007, the dinner was uncomfortable and confusing because the food smelled terribly and the white man was sick. <laughs> Alright, I added that. I thought so. I'm looking like that makes no sense. She still remembers her family asking if Andrew was a bartender or a family photographer. How is that racist? Hmm, I don't, I don't get that. But the Indian lady next door, they food do smell terrible. Oh my God, I'm so glad they moved. stunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think we get the best of both cultures, said Morel, who's 27. Sometimes I just forget that we're interracial. I don't really think about it. Asian, white, black, Hispanic. Do race and ethnicity matter when it comes to marriage? Apparently, race is mattering less these days, says researchers at the Pew Research Center, who report that nearly one out of seven new marriages in the U.S. is interracial or interethnic. The report released Friday, which interviewed couples married for less than a year, found racial lines are blurring as more people choose to marry outside their race. From what we can tell, this is the highest percentage of interracial marriages it has ever been. 
Um, he said interracial marriages have soared since the 1980s. About 6.8% of newlywed married couples reported marrying outside their race or ethnicity in 1980. That figure jumps to around 14.6% in the Pew Research released this week. So, you know, there's a 15% chance that somebody will marry interracially, you know? Yeah, let me say before, as long as you're happy, I don't care what color they are. However, studies show that support for interracial marriages is stronger than in the past, especially amongst the millennial generation. Among 18 to 29-year-olds, about 85% accept the interracial marriages. Okay, who's that 15% that doesn't accept it? <laughs> oh, they outside their grandpa's porch. I don't... Cotton. I don't understand how um, people can say they accept or don't accept another person's relationship. It's it, it don't have anything to do with you. And the funny part about it, when you're talking about interracial, my cousin, uh, who's black, he uh, had a little girl, and um, she's mixed by a white girl. And we was out to eat with my mom and them, and uh, all the other women were older. And I was the only one that looked like, and she wasn't my child. Right. But because of everybody else was older, they assumed that she was my child, and... These poor white people, I think we ruined their meal because they literally stopped eating, turned around, and stared at us the whole time. And um, my cousin, I mean, she's actually my cousin, but they thought she was my little girl. She was sitting right beside me. And at first I kept saying, because I, I was kept looking, I kept saying, they not moving. Then when I realized they were staring at us, I ate it up. I kissed on her. I hugged on her. I baby <laughs> her. If you want something to look at, look at it. And, 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 and even if she was my child, what the hell do you have to do with it? And they were just like, I can't even eat here. No. This can't, place is going downhill. No, can't have no little girls having no white kids. That's against the law. I ordered the spaghetti with a side of racism. <laughs> <laughs> the segregation has gone down in this place, yes. I tell you. But, um, yeah, so basically they're just saying interracial marriages are going up. And, I mean, I didn't want to get into specifics because uh, they had, like, some specific statistics and stuff. But, yeah. You know, it's just good to know that in general people are um, getting better, you know, and people are, it's mattering less and less. I mean, when I see an interracial couple when I'm out, you know, a lot of times I feel uncomfortable because they will stare at me and you and be like, look at them two black people together. <laughs> them two tall babies. What are they doing together? And then I'll walk up to them and I'll say, look, man, hey, I want you to know that this is okay with me. All right? Now enjoy your meal. I don't have any problem with you having this white woman. Or you having a black man or whatever, okay? Y'all, this is over. And they, you know, typically they'll get up and leave and feel uncomfortable. But <laughs> I just want them to know that I see them and I agree. It's okay to have a white person. I think so too. But anyway, um, Toledo teen stabs mother in cheeseburger fight. Oh. Cheeseburger fight! Oh, now with the hamburger there? Toledo, Ohio. A central Toledo teenager is facing a charge of felonious assault after police say he stabbed his mother with a butcher knife. Vergie Dean, 41, and they give her address. Yeah, because, you know, after you get stabbed by your son, you want people to know where you live. I wish that was against the law. I'm sorry, y'all. Was stabbed early Friday morning after coming home around 1 a.m. Police say her son, Aaron Dean, 18... He's 18, okay. Was upset with his mother for not bringing home, him home a cheeseburger along with the fast food she brought home for herself. Now, see, I do understand that because there have been times when somebody would bring home fast food and you just want to go, why didn't you get me none? And you just want to stab him in the chest. <laughs> you know? You're like, oh, so you had time to stop by Jack in the Box at 1 a.m. You know, you get your fourth meal on 
and I'm just supposed to sit here and warm up some hot pockets? Uh-uh. What a butcher knife. <laughs> you know. The teen attacked his mother, stabbing her in the right arm with a large butcher knife. Uh, Virgie stabbed her son in the hand with another knife. Damn. So they had a knife fight. Yes, they did. It's about to be a knife fight. Uh, Aaron Dean fled the scene and was taken into custody a short time later on Prescott Street where he was sitting at McDonald's eating a cheeseburger. What, damn, with blood? I'm just joking. Oh. He was arrested on charges of felonious assault, drug abuse, and giving false information. Both mother and son were treated at Mercy State Medical Center for non-life-threatening wounds. Side by side. So, hopefully, uh, they were able to go to McDonald's later or get some women or something. I hope so. Because, I mean, sometimes you do, you got to kill a nigga. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to to hate, you know, but it's your mama and she forget about you. Sometimes you got to stab somebody. So, Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj are beefing. And this goes back to what we talked about a while back on our podcast. Um, what's up with women rappers always getting put into these corners where they have to beef with each other? Yeah, I think it's actually pointless because a lot of female rappers have their own style and, and rap their own way. And that, I, I'm content with that. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I think, well, men have problems too, but women have a serious issue with wanting to be the center of attention in the spotlight. So when new people come on the scene or, you know, it's, they, you know, you think you prettier, you think you better and all that type stuff, but they don't want to say that. So they drop comments like Eve or drop comments like Lil, Key, like Lil Kim in the magazine articles right. when they ask them, instead of just coming out and saying, well, hey, she's different. I give her her props. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that's the way it should be, but everybody don't function like that. Yeah. So uh, speaking from a Connecticut venue, my man Drake had to take up for. Um, but first, you know, let me first let me get to Lil Kim's part in this. Um, Lil Kim basically was on a radio show and she was kind of led on. And that's the other problem is like the the people who do radio shows, the magazines, they kind of lead these women to be at odds with each other. They don't want to see two women in hip hop get along. Like, yeah, like they want to see them be catty. That's right. So, alright, Lil' Kim got asked about it, um, the term Barbie, which she supposedly started in the 90s, which I don't know if that's true or not, but that's her term, and this girl uses it, and now Lil' Kim is upset, so she said, here's my thing, all the females that come in the game, we all need to stick together, and I always try my best to embrace them, that's where the fucking thing should have stopped, that's what my answer would be. Because I know you're looking for a fucking fight, and I'm not your puppet, but... That's right, but she goes on. Yeah, she's not that smart. But what happens is when you come into the game and realize that I'm not going away, and my fans are still here, and they can't just step over me, they can't just step on me, and they're kind of like, they get upset, and they don't want to be my friend anymore. I think that's really childish. You know what I'm saying? It's stupid, because all I ask is to be respected. Pay homage at the end of the day. A lot of things going behind the scenes that people don't know about, and it will be aired out. You can't hide the truth. When I came to you, came out to do this promo tour, I was reminded... It was a reminder that of where it came from because if you're gonna swagger jack somebody and take their style, at least pay respect down and homage. So basically, she said, you know, hey, y'all aren't giving me um, enough props. props. Yeah. And my man Ray J. Ray J. What do you got to do with this? Yeah, he, I don't know. He took a moment to express his feelings on females and rap, primarily Nicki Minaj. 
I'm seeing a lot of Lil' Kim imposters. Ray J stated, I'm not saying no names, but you know who. He continued. Reverend Biden Kim style after calling Kim the greatest female rapper ever. Lil' Kim added, we love her. We just want her to pay homage. Making the obvious reference to Minaj. And if you don't pay her homage, then fuck you, she concluded. So, um... Yeah, this is pretty serious, I guess, you know. And Lil' Kim has had a shootout outside Hot 97, so... If I was Nicki Minaj, I wouldn't really, you know, wanna... Wanna do that. Yeah, the deco. And then, um, Nicki Minaj on Twitter said... Raise your hand if you don't have to diss people to feel better about yourself. Jealousy is a disease. It kills at a fast pace. Kiss... Kisses to the bad bitches. So she's saying, look, I'm on top. I don't need to be jealous of you. Uh, I know you be calling women bitches and shit, but I can't. <laughs> this is a Drake at a Connecticut concert. Okay. <laughs> I know you be. <laughs> Drake speaking out on anybody's beef is very ironic because he's the softest dude in the world. <laughs> I know you be calling women bitches and shit, and I can't say you the baddest bitch. I can't do that because I respect you. I love you too much and you look too beautiful. So I just want to say you the baddest woman to do this rap shit. I don't give a fuck what Lil Kim or anybody else is talking about. You the baddest chick to ever do this shit. Nikki turned around laughing and then came back and hugged him. And he told her I love you. He told her I love you and then he left the stage. Which I'm not surprised because he is a simp and he would tell somebody like Nikki Minaj that he loves her. He even said it on his own. On his rap. Uh, album, which had a lot of love on it for a rap album. So, um, let's just go ahead and get to the main event, because a lot of people want to know, uh, they had a problem with me talking about, um, Drake's album. Okay. Actually, let me do one more thing before we talk about this. Um, uh, our last podcast I posted up, and we got some good feedback, and I just wanted to read a little bit. Cool. Um, this is from Pac-1, uh, he's on, uh, S-O-H-H, uh, Support Online Hip Hop. Thanks for the correction, uh, people on, on the internet that told me it's not Save Online Hip Hop. It's Support Online Hip Hop. Um, he says, I'm finally able to listen to the podcast. We weren't, They weren't working on my laptop until a week ago or so. Funny shit, man. Keep up the good work. You's a funny motherfucker. I like Karen also. She's a good compliment to you on there. Seems that she's getting more comfortable on the air now compared to the earlier podcast. Keep doing your thing, homie. Thank you. Yeah, that's because I have a dual in the nude now, so. <laughs> Need more confidence. Uh, TD's bouncing all around doing the podcast. Y'all don't <laughs> see that part. <laughs> uh, and then, um, Young Dirty Bastard, who's a fun, funny dude and has been for a long time on um, SOHH, he just said, these are pretty good, actually. I like the third one from a few weeks ago. Keep it up. So, you know, people are listening and people are, you know, giving us props. On to the review, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about. Um, I listened to the leak of Thank Me Later, which is Drake's newest album. Okay. And I've, I'm a fan of his, I think. You know, maybe not in the uh, way that some other people are. I'm not obsessed with him. And you know how my fanhood goes in anything, sports. I'm pretty realistic about my views where, you know, if my favorite player does something stupid, I'm okay with saying that was stupid. Okay. You know, if my favorite rapper releases an album that I'm not feeling, I'm okay with saying I don't feel this album. Okay. Still a fan, but hey, you know, it wasn't for me, right? True. So, I posted a review, and um, I'll read a couple excerpts, but basically I said, look, this album wasn't for me, you know? I titled the name of the review, An Album from Women and Men Who Like Music Made for Women. 
So if you're a, a guy out here that actually um, supports, you know, good rap and whatnot, and you feel like um, Drake is a good rapper, and you liked his previous rap work, then I think you'll be a little disappointed because the raps on this album are subpar, in my opinion, compared to what he was doing before. And there's a lot more of an R&B vibe to it. It's very soft. There's a lot more, a lot of the con- a lot of the content is him rapping about how it sucks to be famous. Okay. And how it sucks to, uh, you know, be in love or not be able to find love and things like that. And I guess those are his struggles. But he wasn't rapping about that constantly before he had this album. No. Like his So Far Gone, which is kind of his, is a mixtape, but it's kind of his first album. You know, was a very um like he bragged a lot. Yes, he did. Um, he boasted a lot. It was more aggressive. The beats were more up tempo. He was, you know, there was a little less auto tunes in it. Um, a lot less singing and, on all the courses yeah. and things like that. He talked about how he was the best thing coming yeah. and how you anticipate in him and how, you know, he's moving the world tour and hadn't had dropped an album yet. You right. Know, he was talking about that type stuff. And his fans are saying, like, after reading my review, like, you know, they have different defenses of it. And we'll get into that a little bit. But um, let me read a couple of excerpts. Yeah, um, if you're a fan of this blog and you know my writing style, I don't really like being tied down to a long essay format. I prefer bullet points. But sometimes I see something so disturbing that I can only accurately sum up my thoughts in long form. In this case, the event that leads to this post that you're reading was the internet leak of Drake's album, Thank Me Later. So, I'm a huge proponent of waiting a few times through in order to thoroughly judge an album. And I did. You know, I've listened to this probably more than anything else over the past few days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I even wrote a post on how the internet has changed our ability to absorb and process music thoughtfully because there's too much available. So, I, you know, I just basically let people know, look, I'm not just rushing through this album. I didn't, I don't hate Drake. He, I'm a fan. This wasn't just me saying, I'm going to hate this album. Let me just write something to get a bunch of people mad. Oh, uh, that's true. You know, this was, that wasn't the, the point here. Um... So, you know, and I even said, keep in mind, I love the So Far Gone mixtape. You know, R&B and rap was actually well done. I yes, thought that was, was a, I thought that was a point where it was like, look, there's some R&B on here, but it's about 20%, 25% of this album, and it's not a major feature, and it's not well done. I don't think any of this auto-tune shit is good uh, R&B. The people that, you know, support this shit, I think their standards are just too low, like, People that can't sing making an R&B is kind of fucking ridiculous. And if you would defend that, then you're a fucking 12-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> or you wear skinny jeans or something. Um, With a tight t-shirt. Yeah, and so um, I just went into the album and said, um, you know, on every track, the guest artist that Drake has on there outshines him. He has Jay-Z, wow. he has Jeezy, he has um, T.I., and all those people are just do better than him. Even Nicki Minaj. And that's, you know, terrible. Um, and then most of the tracks that don't have a guest are like most, are mostly R&B with a little rap thrown in, you know? Uh, versus vice versa. Because like I was telling you last night, you can have it and it's done really, really well. But it got to be a, a good balance and it got to be executed well. Yeah, and I said this is unacceptable in my opinion. Clearly this album isn't for me. I'm surprised that I'm having such a visceral reaction to this album because that's typically not my personality. 
I'm not one who was influenced by groupthink, but I'm not gonna sit up here and lie to you just to play the role of the contrarian. Um, the shit is whack to me. I can see how some people would like it a lot, but those people probably also have been to a Hannah Montana concert a few times. Ah. The reason I think I liked Drake in the first place was because he rapped over people's like hip hop beats and he sounded dope, like he sounded fresh. Mm-hmm. The beats on this album are mostly R and B. Even the ones he chooses to rap on seem more fitted for Jagged Edge than for an MC. I hate Jagged Edge. So um, you know, it just his beats just sound like it's R and B silliness and. He's rapping over R&B beat, and I didn't realize that the throngs of his fans were so passionate about this dude. What? Because, you know, to me, he's just, you know, he's a rapper, but that's it. You know, I don't, I don't really ride for any rapper. They're all fucking just the same dudes to me, you know? Um, so I'll go into a couple of criticisms uh, that people had. One, they said, well, this album isn't for you, man. He's just trying to sell music to these young girls and to women and stuff like that. Okay. Alright, cool, cool, we agree. That's yes. what I said. Yes. This isn't for me. And therefore, my opinion, which is the only opinion I can review something from, this shit is whack. His other ah. shit was not whack. This is whack. Understand? Like, you are fucking agreeing with me. A lot of you guys think you're telling me something that I don't know because of the tone of the conversation. Yeah. But you're actually agreeing with me. You're like, well, you think this is whack, but that's because it ain't for you. The title of the fucking blog post is this shit is for women I get it I know it ain't for me yeah the rest of the shit was pardon me for being a little misled by the fact that he rapped on every guest feature he was been on for the past six months pardon me for being a little confused at the fact that so far gone was mostly rap and a little R&B pardon me sorry I didn't <laughs> you know I'm the asshole because of that so I don't know that's ridiculous um and, you know, some people are even saying, like, as, as you know, like, yeah, man, well, I saw this coming. Well, congratulations for being a cynical motherfucker. I didn't see it coming. I sure did. Not, not from the other stuff I heard. I yeah. had no idea. I didn't see him complaining about fame and being sad as his main attribute. I didn't know that that was going to be his thing. Yeah. You know, he talked about it somewhat on the last album. It wasn't every fucking rap like it is on this album. You know, or if it's not, it's either I'm sad and I'm in love because I can't be in love, I'm too famous, or it's, you know, kissing the girl's ass, rapping to the females. Okay, you weren't doing all that necessarily on your other albums. You mixed it in. Yeah. And it's like, okay, he mixed in a little bit of that all over the place. He had a couple, he had a couple songs about complaining about being famous. He had a couple songs about how he's the dopest dude ever. He had a couple R&B songs. Like, he mixed it up. Okay. Now he's totally towards one way, and it's the soft way. Okay. So, it's just like, you know, I look at these people, and I'm just like, if you're a dude and you're defending this, I'm sorry, man, but you're, uh, you're just sad to me. Like, what kind of dude listens to this soft-ass shit and defends it, you know? Um... And so, you know, let me get into a couple people that actually said that they uh, had a problem with what I was saying. Uh, I guess I find it strange that you admitted to not liking the majority of songs on So Far Dawn, but you expected so much on Thank Thank Me Later. That's not true. I didn't say I didn't like the majority of songs on So Far Gone. I didn't say that at all. It wasn't even in a review. I liked a lot of them. I just skipped the ones that were extra R&B and extra soft, which was only about 20% of the album. When you get 18 tracks, 20%, 3, 4 tracks, that's you skip, bad. that's a good album. Yeah, that is. So, you know, this is different. 
I mean, I see a ton of similarities between the two. Pretty much the same sound. No, it's not. You, you need to have your ears checked. Um, my biggest problem with Thank Me Later is there's no song similar to Uptown, which was my fave from So Far Gone, nor songs like November 18th, which is my second fave. At the same time, I only gave Thank Me Later one listen so far. Well, right there, you're saying, like, the songs that you like are on here. Guess what, dog? This album might not be for you, too, either, because nothing like that is similar to this fucking album. So, um, and like, you know, I get, uh, the reason I'm being so adamant about my point of view is because people were like, why don't you stop talking about this on Twitter? When people stop bringing it up. Yeah. I have an opinion. It's not the same as yours. You can either leave it or take it. I'm not making you, um... do it, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not making you respond to me, I'm res- but I will respond to people who challenge my opinion to be like, okay, well, where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time, they actually agree with me. Okay. They come at me in a negative way, but by the end of the day, they're like, you know what? I'm telling you what you already told me. They're te- I'm telling okay. you the album is soft. You're telling me the album is soft. I'm telling you this is for females. You're telling me this is for females. But then why, why are we debating? Yeah, like it's it's like I said, I think people ride harder for the people than they do for the music. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I agree with you. I only and I only ride for music, man. I only ride for music, like oh, for you know, it's like I, I I appreciate Kobe Bryant's game. I don't really give a fuck what he does when the lights are off, you know, whatever. But um, you know, just there was a lot of mixed opinions here, and you know, pretty much any female that likes the album, I just looked at it like, hey, it's for you. If you like it, that's good. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, it's kind of a sellout move, but it's and it's somewhat unexpected, and I'm okay with not liking it. And I don't think it's a hundred percent like dumpster juice. There's probably six tracks, seven, eight tracks that I can deal with. Okay. But on a 14 track album, that ain't that good. No, it's not. That's on an 18 track album, if you can get you know three or four tracks, I want to skip. Not that bad. You get six tracks that I find absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Yo, I can't call your album good, dog. What do you want me to say? You know? And some people calling me a hater, and it reminds me of that song on uh, Black Star, the Black Star album. Mm-hmm. Uh, hater Players. That's what people do now. If you have an opinion on something, and it's, hey, I don't like this, they try to just throw you, throw you out there as a hater. Yeah, and it's automatic when a lot of time is. To me, there is a difference between voicing your opinion because you disagree and just hating. And a lot of people that hate, they have no no evidence. It's just when, because when you begin to question and ask them, they have nothing to back it up. They have no statistics. They have no facts. They just hating just to hate. And that's when you can tell somebody that has a hater spirit right. and somebody just, I don't dislike why. And you normally can shoot them. Like a hater, a hater to me is that dude that said, like, calls people names and brings up facts that has nothing to do with the current topic. Like, yeah. if I say, if I say something like, "Man, Kobe Bryant had the, you know, the best jump shot in the NBA" or something like that, and then you go, "Yeah, well, he raped that girl in Colorado," you're a fucking hater. That yeah. guy's a hater. If, yeah, because so for me to comment on Drake's music and critically analyze it, it's not hating. Hating would be me saying. Oh, the little motherfucker from Canada think he good. Oh, wheelchair Jimmy ass, light skinned motherfucker. Like, that's hating. <laughs> that's hating to me. That's a person that doesn't even care what kind of music he puts out. That's They're going to dislike it no matter what. That's right. I'm coming to the table saying, I like So Far Gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I did too. It was kind of a breath of fresh air for me. So, 
Why would I admit to that just to hate on this shit? And on top of that, a lot of times, especially on sites like this and Twitter, people post stuff. A lot of times people don't even go back and read the whole article. They just assume that because you say you didn't like his current album that you didn't like the other album. Yeah. Read so that when you come and debate with me, you have some factual evidence to go on versus what you thought you heard. Yeah, and it's just very, um, I think also he's just very soft, and people also are arguing with me to, um, they're arguing, it's like they're arguing with other arguments that they've had in the past, like, uh, they, they didn't even really understand why I didn't like it, and, um, it's just kind of weird, but, you know, this music's too soft for me, man, if you can't understand why it's too soft, then maybe you're just a different generation for me, or a different type of vibe than me, but it's a fucking soft album, I don't see how you can't come to that conclusion when a dude's basically crying and sending out lonely tweets to autotune about how he uh, is so sad that he's famous and you know there's even songs where he's like I just wish I wasn't famous <laughs> yeah that's all he's missing is a little crying in the background you know it's like you know I don't know dude is just uh, this album is not hot I like Drake I, I like the songs that I do like on this album I really like but the ones, the other ones, like I just didn't. He gotta have the drill and in the background. Baby, come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even as the song was like, I just got to find your loving. Just got to find your love. It's like, okay, that's 1980. Yeah. And all his singing is in auto tune, so don't tell me, well, he can sing. Why shouldn't he do both? He can't fucking sing. That's the point. Why would you auto tune something if you can do it? Say if that you can, again. Why, when Mary J. Blige gonna drop the auto tunes out? Never. You know what I'm saying? Like, when. When are these people that we actually know can fucking blow, when are they going to hop on a mic and go, you know what, I don't want everybody to, to recognize my ability to, to change up my vocal pitch and without needing some type of keyboard. Why don't I do an album in auto-tunes and take a step back? No one's going to do that. Alright, I'm uh, sorry, I thought that was the last thing, but there's one more thing. Cool. We got to talk about movies. Cool. And we'll do it pretty quick. Prince of Persia. I liked it, but it's not a classic. No, it's not. It's a good video game movie. Yes, it is. But that's not saying much. No, video game not. movies suck for the most part. Yes, they do. So, um, I, I, I would say don't go see this. See this on DVD or Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I said that too. Yeah, it's not it's not worth your time. Um, the, and I mean, and like I said, it, they they do adopt a lot of things from um, the game in there, but. You know, there's only so much of the game you can put in there. The most disturbing thing about this movie to me is all the people in, all the white people in brown face playing the yeah. main characters. And on top of that, they didn't even do a good job on tanning. Yeah, it's just like spray <laughs> on tan and yeah, go. They ain't trying to make them look bronzy. Yeah, um, I didn't see Sex in the City too, but Karen did. Yes. You want to drop some thoughts on that? Sex in the City two was okay. Um, I didn't see Sex in the City one. Um, I ended up going with my mother-in-law. Um, and so she asked me to go, so I told her I'd go see the band movie with her. If you're a Sex in the City fan, which I really wasn't, you probably would really enjoy the movie. Um, but I tell most people, it's not worth your $10. You know, you might as well just wait and get it on DVD. Alright, cool. And um, what happened with Robin and the movie? Uh, I love you, Robin, but black folks. I'm just keep this real. Um, she had called my mother-in-law and a bunch of other people. 
and she had said, uh, well, why don't we go to the movies? So my mother-in-law called me and said, well, hey, Ken, we're going to go to the movies. You want to go with us? I said, sure, what y'all going to see? She's in Sex in the City. I said, oh, I think going to be terrible, but I'll go watch a bad movie with you. So we got there, and AMC, uh, with this particular AMC, is kind of ghetto. So it's like Memorial Day weekend, and you know how you have the little booths up front where people take your tickets? They only had one person working like this 20 booth area. So right. the line got long, so we used the side kiosk where you just wipe your card, touch your screen, and pay. So that's what I did for me. So I said, um, so your, mom, your mama called me, and I said, well, I'll pay for your ticket, so I bought her ticket. So, the movie's about to start, and so Robin said, well, buy me a ticket, and your mama was like, no, you know, because yeah. we was already in movie theater, basically, and so when she got there, she called from the outside in after the movie had started, said the line was too long, she wasn't going to wait, and she left, and the people that she invited were all actually in the movie theater. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's black folks for you, I love you. But that's black folks for you. A lot of people don't consider time. And maybe just me, and this is just the white part of me coming out. I don't CP time gets on my nerves. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's color people time. <laughs> that's coming three hours late. That's coming, you know, 45 minutes late. I'm white folks time. We say eight. I'm there at 7.45. Let's start at eight so we can go home. Because my biggest thing is this. You want to piss me off more than anything else. Waste my time. I can be sleeping. I do not have to be sitting here waiting on you. Yeah, plus it sucks when you get invited to something and you find out you got to do work. Where it's like, hey man, why don't you uh, show up to my barbecue? And then it's like, oh, can you do the grill? You mm-hmm. know. But it's kind of like that when it's like, I've hey, let's into that too. Let's go see a movie. And then it's like, can you buy my ticket and get you know get there early and wait for me? And it's like, hey, wait a minute. Thought we was going to see this movie. Now it's really me going to see this movie and you just hanging, you know. I got to leave the movie, find a way to get your ticket and everything. So it's like. Then I got to wait for you to get there because I got your ticket, which means you can't get in the movie theater without me. Yeah, it's like an ordeal. So, but you know. Shit happens, and um, you yeah, know, you, just, but I just thought that was a funny story because you know I've had that happen to me before. And, yeah, and you love people, but that's nerve-wracking, though. Um, and it's like you know, as a movie buff, it's like I respect the movie time so much. I do. Where it's just like, too, yeah. I don't want to leave the movie. I, I like sitting up front. Like, there's just so many stuff about movies that I like. That's just like I can't just do that. Um, all right. And the last movie I saw was From Hell. Which is uh, a movie that um, is directed by, I think it's the Hughes Brothers. Uh-huh. And um, it's about the Jack the Ripper and the whole conspiracy surrounding uh, that. I probably wouldn't want to watch that. Oh, uh, I know. But uh, it was it was kind of boring, man. Uh, Johnny Depp is the main character. And, um, he, like, part of the story is he falls in love with this prostitute. And it just seems so unrealistic to me. And it's a very sad, depressing movie. And it's just, it is, like, needlessly complex and... All over the place. A couple people have recommended it to me, so I thought I'd check it out, but it was just boring. I would not recommend it to anybody to watch. Um, and I don't even know why people recommend it to me to watch. So, Alright, so until next week, I'm so sad because the podcast is getting a lot of downloads lately. <laughs> yeah, and how about Rod told me that we got a download in uh, Japan. Konnichiwa, if you're listening. Yeah, that's high. That just makes me sad because the more people that listen, the sadder I get, you know. It's like I just want to be a black guy to tips. (laughs) I don't understand why people want to listen to the podcast. (laughs) 
For all you international listeners, he's not really sad. We just want you to know that. I look on the map and I see a lot of new listeners. Who the fuck are y'all? Why are so many people joining my Facebook group? Even though that's what I was trying to do in the first place. Alright guys, but uh, anyway, follow us on Twitter, I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say Dad again, that is in D-A-T. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys later. Make sure you join the Facebook group or search on iTunes for the Blackout Tips and you can leave us a review. We're getting more and more reviews, we're getting more and more um, people who join our Facebook group. It's all free for now, you know, we're, we're thinking about finding a way to get people to donate to the podcast eventually. Um... We actually had to upgrade our um, our account with Podomatic because so many people were starting to download it, which is a good thing. There's yes. Nothing, nothing bad about that. No, um, it's not. So, um, and we added a donate button to the podcast page, you know, in case you're feeling chari- charitable. Um, and I do understand that, you know, the economy is hard and shit. Oh, yeah. So, we pay any amounts. Like, yeah. we ain't asking for no big money or anything. Yeah, everybody right. puts in a dollar to shit pays for itself. And, Say that um, again. And we'll be know. able to do more. I know a lot of people talking about calling in and all kinds of stuff. We'll be able to do those type things because we like giving y'all the best product. And a lot of times when people feel like their money is invested in a good place, they're willing to invest. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't want to be too famous like Drake. But I do want to be famous enough to sign some titties. That's just the right amount of fame. I just want to yeah, sign somebody's titties. Yeah, be sure these the first one you sign. I heard if you want to, let me get this sharpie out. But anyway, guys, <laughs> um, until next time, man, thank you for listening, and um, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. And we love all y'all. Yes, we do. Thank you for supporting the podcast, guys. Thank you. Peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta listen, you gotta follow me what I'm doing right here, man, like, when I say this shit is crazy, I don't mean it's crazy like crazy, I just mean crazy like it's fucking, it's actually crazy. I mean, yeah, seems like I always had crushes on chicks I couldn't have And then I end up fucking with someone I shouldn't have See, in my mind, it's like I'm perfect for her, I gotta show her But sadly, in reality, dog, I don't even know her But still, somehow, she got my mind infatuated Absolutely fascinated with the thoughts of what she might be like Time after time after time, I had to wait It's, it's fake procrastinating, I can take it, cause I might be right This is the girl of my dreams Yeah, and is she good as what she sings? Uh, or am I lying to myself? Uh, hey, should I try and get some help? Yeah, this is a girl of my dreams. Uh, is she as good as what she sings? Uh, or am I lying to myself? Hey, hey, should I try and get some help? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, she passed me on the boulevard. Hey, tell me, is it stalking if I follow her like all the way home without her knowing? Nah, nigga, I'm just curious where she stay at. Besides, when I'm with her, this gon' be the spot we lay at. And maybe I just drive by occasionally. And if one day I happen to see her outside, she wave at me. Imagine what she say to me. This ain't no time to be afraid no more. It's time for bravery. No matter if my homies think I'm crazy, this the girl of my dreams. Hey, hey is she good as what she sings? Uh, am I lying to myself? Hey, should I try and get some help? Yeah, say this the girl of my dreams. Yeah. Is she as good as what she sings? Or am I lying to myself? Is should I try and get some help? Yeah, yeah, look 
I spot her walking in the mall Okay, it's time to grow some balls If she really gonna be yours Oh my God, I'm walking towards her My mind screaming stop But my legs keep walking forward Straighten up your face, nigga She see you coming for her My heartbeat racing And my hands keep shaking Say something, you shy motherfucker She's waiting What's up, girl? Don't mean to interrupt But in the city I done met a lot of women But you from my dreams Hey, when you come true I know about a show that we could catch some R&B and rap and you should come through She said, uh, I'd love to Except I don't like rap Besides, if I went with you, then I don't really think my man would like that Damn Okay, you say you got a man, I mean, I definitely understand I'm happy for you, really am I couldn't have been the only fan in the world of a girl like you I mean, you beautiful, and I'm sure he's a very nice dude It ain't no biggie, well, I'm sure that I'm gonna see you around the city Only thing I ask is shit don't work out for y'all, don't forget me And don't act like a stranger when you see me on the scene I came up with a world-class scheme to get the girl on my trains Hey, is she good as what she seems? Or am I lying to myself? Or should I try and get some help? This is the girl of my dreams. Is she good as what she sings? Or am I lying to myself? Or should I try and get some help? Yeah. Yeah. So I find out the nigga name, know exactly where.